to Blast from the Arsenal. Hey everybody, how are you? I'm your host Angelo. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal. We hope you continue to stay safe and well during these very frustrating times. I'm talking about the global pandemic, of course, and not the life as an Arsenal fan. Joining me, as he does every week, is the man who, despite occasionally wearing glasses, does have better eyesight than those at Stockley Park, passing judgment on ludicrous VAR decisions. It's Diddley. How are you, Diddley? What have you been up to since our last recording? You good? Hello, mate. Yes, very good. Thank you. Very good. Uh, If you'd have asked me on Saturday, I think you probably would have got a different answer. Um, For obvious reasons, you know, Arsenal, Willian, referees. Uh, combining to to take my rage to new levels um but you know time's a great healer um and now i'm very feeling very relaxed so relaxed uh it's akin to the calmness of a french guy masturbating in front of william saliba (laughs) he doesn't mind does he (laughs) he did not mind did he just chilling just chilling uh yeah literally on international duty well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you how are you mate how are you? Uh, yeah i'm all right mate i'm i'm uh I, i'm i'm taken back by that comment but <laughs> but uh yeah if you haven't seen it, everyone just google it you know you'll, you'll see what we're talking about i'm all right i'm all right what have i done this week it's so hard you know i, I like to have a little chat with you diddly and uh and tell the listeners about what we've been doing because you know aside from the podcast we do have other hobbies and interests but um at the minute, I have got nothing new to share. I bought some new headphones. Exciting times. <laughs> I think I'm probably single-handedly keeping Amazon going at the moment. I don't uh, I doubt that, but yeah. Well, I think that's why I had to step down. I've forgotten his name already. Mate boy that runs uh, uh, Amazon. Yes, Jeff Bezos, yes. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's stood down, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's no longer involved. So, yeah, that's it. And... Um, inspired by uh seeing an arsenal puzzle that sold out on twitter uh for actually war go check it out uh i bought a 1000 piece puzzle but it was a venice so i got that coming from amazon this weekend well, that'll <laughs> so, keep you busy exciting times mate yeah honestly i'm 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 so bored and it's snowing around here at the moment so i can't go outdoors the snow around here is snowing, but it's not proper snow, so it's not settled. So, luckily, we've got entertaining football to keep us uh, busy. Uh, maybe not. We'll yeah, come maybe. on to that in a minute. We'll come on to that in a minute. But all right, well, look, as long as you're as long as you're keeping safe and well, mate, you and all the listeners—that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Stay safe, stay healthy, keep going. We're nearly keep through going. to yeah. We're nearly through to the uh, the spring months. The evenings get longer and you can go for long walks listening to us in your ears. Now, to achieve that, you need to subscribe. So whether you're new to the podcast or you've been listening for quite some time, please take a minute to uh, subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an episode. It's the best thing to do. Uh, and make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram too. Diddly, as ever, what is the social media handle that they need to be following? It is at Blast Arsenal Pod. It is indeed. And do you know what? I'm going to throw in one more thing. If you're an Apple podcast listener, then please support us by leaving a rating or a review uh, on the Apple podcast store. 
And look, if you're not an Apple podcast listener, but maybe your better half is or one of your kids is or someone you know is, you know what to do. Just uh, borrow their phone with or without the consent. Quite frankly, I don't care. But uh, just leave us a <laughs> rating or a review on their phone, if not. So um, I think that's that. Thank you. That's yeah. everything that we need to request from you today. Uh, right. We're going to have to start where we always start. It's obviously Tweet of the Week. Diddly, over to you. Tweet of the week, tweet of the week, tweet of the week. Love it. Yes, thank you. Tweet of the week this week is in response to a tweet we put out today. Um, a little a little brain teaser uh, just to get your creative juices going. We asked, who are your favourite Arsenal players of all time from the following countries? England, France, Spain, Holland and Germany. Uh, had a, a, a you know, huge number of, uh, of responses, but one in particular made us laugh it was from daryl tinworth who's at digital darren on twitter he says okay i'll play i'll play so his players are from england big tone big tony adams from france it's thierry Henry. from spain Cazorla. from holland obviously went with glenn helder uh retro from the 90s but then he does put just kidding over mars of course and hey. From, hey, don't knock, don't knock Big Glenn, friend, Glenn friend of the show. He is friend of the show. He is friend of the show, friend on Twitter. Uh, and finally, he's, he goes with Mad Jens Lehmann. Uh, so nice bit of humour in that one. Thank you for that, at Digital Darren. Diddley, obviously, you, you know, you're, you're on Twitter. You see what's going down. Who did you choose? Because, uh, you know, some were easier than others. Mm. Uh, and we are going to do a follow-up at some point with a different question for you all to, to tackle but who did you go with in your uh, your five from those countries well from england the reason i support arsenal well one of the reasons ian wright uh goes without saying i think that's a strong choice it's a strong choice um france i've gone for thierry Henry. Mm-hmm. of course you know who could resist that uh suave confident beautiful footballer you know Spain, this one's a little controversial because I've gone for Cesc Fabregas. Oh, yeah. Santi Cazorla ran him close, so did Jose Reyes, two of my favourites. But yeah, Cesc for me was just an unbelievable player. Um, and I think we were lucky to have him at his peak and then we got rid of him. So that's the way well, I, I don't think we got rid of him where he left us. <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, we got rid of him. We got rid of him. <laughs> Uh, Holland, uh, gone for, of course, the Iceman, Dennis Bergkamp. The non-flying uh, Dutchman. Germany, I've gone for Luke, sorry. I said the, the non-flying, non-flying Dutchman. Dutchman, yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's Germany. crazy, isn't it? Uh, Germany, I've gone for Lukas Podolski. Yeah, popular choice on, on Twitter today. Ironically, mine were very similar to you. I also went for Ian Wright. I also went for Thierry Henry. I did choose Santi Cazorla because anyone that can play with two feet the way that he does, unbelievable. Also went with Dennis Burkamp. Uh but I went with uh, I went with at Digital Darren and I went with Jens Lehmann as my favourite German because uh, I think he brought a bit of nastiness that we needed, you know, uh, to to our team. 
Uh, and it was kind of an understated signing. So I think it was like, what, 1.5 million, was it? 2.5 million from Borussia yeah, Dortmund? Yeah, 1.5 million, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, uh, you know, Borussia Dortmund, you're thinking, well, this guy's not much cough if that's all he's, he's worth. But um, I thought he was fantastic for us, and obviously an invincible. So, An invincible, and obviously he was such a winner and, and um, you know, a little bit mad, wasn't he? At the time, he hate, hate lose, hated losing, and... I remember when I think we won the league at White Hart Lane. Was it a two-two draw or something yeah, like that? Right. Um, we the guys were all celebrating and in the changing room. He was fuming. <laughs> he was fuming because they didn't win the game. Yeah, well, we'd gone two 0 up and then we lost. Uh, we drew, sorry, two all, didn't we? But uh, yeah, we had some fantastic players over over the years. So um, a, a tough one that actually, a tough one. But thank you to everyone that played along. Uh, we always say Twitter is the Twitter and Instagram are the hub of all of our social media activity. Get involved if you're not following us. That handle again at Blast Arsenal Pod. Uh, and as I say we're going to do another one soon, so look out for it. Right. Obviously, we've got the uh, Aston Villa game to review. We've got the upcoming game versus Leeds to preview. But uh... you're dying to say, it, aren't you? What? There's loads to get through. There's loads to get through. Yeah. Hashtag loads to get through. That's not a hashtag, but it could be. It's too long. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, some news this week then. So uh, unfortunately, Arsenal have announced that they're going to undertake another restructuring program and announce more redundancies, this time affecting the supporter services department, um, which has obviously drawn some criticism from, Fran, uh, from fans on the back of the 55 redundancies that... Uh, they made last year um thoughts on that i think support services department is sort of ticketing and um mm. fan liaison and all that all that sort of stuff um disappointing really isn't it more jobs lost it is disappointing it's not something you want to see happen um i can only imagine that the club see it as at the moment no fans equals no jobs for these guys, right? Uh, well, yeah, I, I guess so. But there's no reason why we can't keep them on furlough if the government's going to you know, support them and then at least decide after that when the fans do come back what, what happens. I just think in this world of sort of digital living, there still has to be a place somewhere for um, human interaction, you know? Just, just my take. But. No, definitely, yeah. Um... I don't know too much about this story, if I'm being honest, but but yeah, without that connection from that sort of go between the club to the fans, uh, if you lose that, you're in danger of yeah, you know, it could get very, I mean, even more sterile mm. uh, when when they are allowed back and stuff like that. Um, it, it seemed like we were turning the corner and being a little bit more transparent um people coming out and you know making these quotes edu's coming out a lot more now and and saying things and um but yeah this is this could this is a bit of a step backwards isn't it um and so yeah. to see but on the on the, on the other hand I, I i guess people fans look at the club and think uh, all clubs and you think they're you know rich clubs and they don't have all these worries but we are essentially losing out on a million pounds 
okay. every home match because mm-hmm. um, you know that, that is a lot of money over yeah. a season and, yeah. and we're heading into two two seasons of it almost so yeah it seems a silly way to cut costs because if, if you look at it in the grand scheme of things it, it's nothing compared to a footballer's wage is it I think that's yeah. the big issue yeah exactly um, you know much like with the uh, the jobs that were cut last year, uh, you know, is how much how much impact is that really going to save the club? I don't know, I don't know. But look, it made the news this week, so worth uh, worth mentioning. Uh, and and obviously, yeah, you know, mixed reports on uh, our loan players this week. We're just going to do a quick roundup of uh, our players that are out on loan. Um, I think one had a a good game and the others probably not so much. Did Lee, you got the info for that? Yeah, look, uh, Joe Willock uh, makes his debut for Newcastle, um, playing. I think he played the ninety minutes. Yeah, scored a goal. So. Yeah, after sixteen minutes. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a great start for Joe. Yeah, I think he'll do well there. You know, he'll definitely be given the game time, and it's his natural position too. So yeah. uh, I. Perfect. I think that loan is perfect for him. So I'm really pleased. Yeah, they're, they're lacking that central goal scoring midfielder, I think. And yeah, uh, yeah, he's fit right in there. Uh, moving on, Ainsley Maitland Niles. He played against Spurs <laughs> teams. Um, yeah. I think again he played 90 minutes in midfield, but uh, they lost out to Spurs 2-0. Was it? Uh, yes. Did you watch any of that match? I didn't. Yeah. It was interesting. I, I can't. I can't be doing that. What? Watching loan players? I could, no, I, I don't have time to watch Spurs. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. I had him in my accumulator, so I, unfortunately, I had to, had to uh, see what was happening. But the thing, the thing I noticed about Maitland Niles more than ever before. I mean, I've always noticed it. Everyone does, but he's so lethargic, isn't he? And when he's not in your team, I guess you don't have to worry about it so much. But looking at him as a kind of semi-neutral, if you like. I just thought, come on, like, just put more urgency into into what's happening. And all I kept thinking mm. was, no, you know, I, I love the guy. Don't get me wrong, he's he's done well for us, uh, but I just can't see him long term being an Arsenal central midfielder. So he either has to accept that he'd probably play as a right back, but I think unless he does anything remarkable for West Brom, he'll be probably leaving in the summer. Just my view, and obviously we'll keep tabs on what he's up to but um, yeah there you go moving on William Saliba Willow keeps a clean sheet versus Angers is it and yeah. I believe he hit the bar with a header in this game and he's also player of the month for Nice good for the good. month of January so did he get um, director of the month as well <laughs> <laughs> bad joke go on carry on mate uh, yeah, Sead Kalasinac, uh, if anyone's bothered, played 90 minutes <laughs> for Schalke. They lost 3-0 to RB Leipzig. Um, th- did Mustafi play? I don't know that he did. He did, yeah, and he was, um, I think they lost, was it Was it 3-0 you just said? Yeah, three, and, and nil, yeah. Uh, I think he was at fault for a couple of the goals. I shouldn't laugh. It's, it's, it's not, you know, it's not, that's nah, fine. He doesn't play for us. Um, yeah, he was in for a lot of criticism. Uh, apparently, so you know, another one where you got to look at it and go, Thank God, we're you know, no longer got to worry about him. Yeah, 
staying yeah. in Germany, um, Matteo Guendouzi came off the bench for Hertha Berlin. Uh, they lost 1-0 to Bayern Munich. Uh, Dinos Mavropanos, uh, they lost 5-2. Um, he played 90 minutes for Stuttgart versus Bayer Leverkusen. And I think that, that about wraps that up. It does. That concludes the loan watch, yeah. Uh, mixed results, but look, I guess the bottom line is they're getting experience that they wouldn't necessarily get if they were playing for us. So, you know, it's all part of the development, isn't it? It is. Uh, right, and the other bit of news is uh, I think back in December there were rumours of Arsenal um, looking to offer a new contract to Mikel Arteta um, because his current three-and-a-half-year contract runs out in the summer of 2023. We don't want to be in the same position that we're always in with players of you've got 12 months left of what's happening. Um, so that, that sort of, um, uh, I guess, was mooted in December. Then it's gone quiet and it's it's kind of resurfaced this past week or so. I just wondered what your view on that was. Was it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Should they sign him up for a longer period of time? Has he done well? What's his uh, half half season report from Diddley? Uh, it it's different with a with a manager, isn't it? Compared to a player, I think yeah. if you, you offer him, pay a, him off, you? you still got to pay him off. But we're not talking anywhere near the sort of money that, um, say, Mesut Ozil would have been on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always felt when he joins that he would sign another contract at some point. Uh, I think he has proved himself that he's not a complete mug. You know, he's not. <laughs> He's not, uh, belief, yeah. he's not um, a PE teacher. Yeah. He's slowly building the squad that he wants. Um, you know, we'll get a bit closer to that in the summer. I think uh, it might take another six months after that, you know, or, or another season to get the final thing. And if we are progressing and, and moving upwards, then yeah yeah you know uh yeah I've, I've i don't have any issues with it some people will but not not me personally yeah you? i'm of the same mindset really i know people will throw the you know we've dropped into the bottom half of the table again how can that be progress but you know you have to think about what he's worked with this first half of the season um now he's got rid of players that really shouldn't have been there in my opinion for as long as they have so you know you have to take all of that into context and really there aren't that many more bad apples to ship out I don't think um so you know with some good additions in the summer I you know I think we can really start going places again so I, I'm all for it look at the end of the day it was never going to be a Wenger leaves and everyone's happy and you know we rebuilt I mean we said before the last few years of Wenger's rain weren't fantastic were they so the decline started way before he left um emery came in and it didn't work for him arteta's come in and he's clearing up you know that longevity of mess so it's it's, it's not going to be a clicky fingers and and that's the end of it so yeah I'm, I'm quite happy for them to give him a new contract to be honest and uh, as you say whether we end up having to sack him whether we end up extending again after that whether he's poached by another team time will tell 
But if it's the, the first of, of those options, like you say, the payoff's not going to be massive versus what it is to probably pay off some of these players that we have. So I'm all for it. I'm absolutely all for it. There we go. Good. There we go. There you go. We'll see what we'll see what happens. It is just a rumor at the moment. So that was easy. Yes, it's nice when we agree. Okay. Before we get into the review of the Villa game, did Lee? What do you want to share with us? Oh, do you want to play a game? Oh, you tell me. We'll make it last a bit longer than it did last week, if you want. <laughs> well, let's have a game then. Yeah, let's play which number nine. Which number nine? Ba, ba, ba. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> I am ready. Go on. Okay. I'm well, we're going to do it slightly different to last week, aren't we? We are. I'm going to go for all the clues this time. You can shout out if you think, you know, when you think you've got it. Right. Uh, but I won't reveal the answer until the end. Because okay. you, might, you might change your mind. Oh. Sounds like a, like we'll a real... We'll see, we'll see. Sounds like a toughie. Read them all out. I'm not going to interrupt. Play along. Play along. Play along at home if you're listening. Hopefully so clue, clue number one. This number nine scored 21 goals for the club. Okay. Okay. Any ideas? No. 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 Number two. After leaving the club, he scored twice against us in future fixtures. Okay. Clue number three. He played 64 times for his country, scoring 29 goals. Okay. Number four, and this is where... This is the easy clue. You All right, we, well, ho- hold off on that then, because if I yeah, don't get got it, an I'm, idea. Well, I think I, I've got an idea, but if I don't get it after these three, then that can be the one that will help me along. I think. Okay. You're right with that. You're right with that. Quiz yeah, master. yeah. If you think you got it. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with Nicholas and Elka. Sorry, Angelo, that's incorrect. Oh, I thought I'd got it. I thought I'd got it. So, clue number four. You ready? Yeah, go for it. I was born in Rio de Janeiro. Okay. Brazil, obviously. Obviously, yes. Uh, Is it Julio Baptista? I'm sorry, Angelo, but that's (laughs) incorrect. (laughs) Damn. The answer I was looking for, I'm sure people are shouting. Oh, I've got one more. Can I have a third guess? (laughs) You can have a third guess. I think it's wrong anyway, because... Well, no, actually, I think I... I, Yeah, is it Eduardo? It is Eduardo. third time lucky. Eduardo da Silva, born in Brazil, but played for Croatia. Famously did. He did indeed. Yeah. Oh, God, that was a good one. That was a toughie. I knew. I thought that would be a tough one. He's a... He's somewhat a forgotten man, don't you think? Yeah, big fan I was. Oh, really. I was as well. He he was, you know, he was a tidy finisher, and it's a shame really what happened to him. I, mm. I think uh, if he didn't get that injury, he could have had quite a long career at Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I um, I generally remember seeing him play before he joined Arsenal. I, I I'd seen and heard of him before, probably through Champions League games and things like that. And I remember thinking, God, oh, this guy's pretty good, actually. And probably I, he caught my eye because he was a Brazilian, but 
playing for Croatia, all that sort of stuff, you know, a bit different. And I do remember thinking, that guy's decent, that guy's decent. And, um, yeah, lo and behold, he actually signs for us and he scored some great goals, didn't he? I always think of the, uh, is it the, slide, the outside of the foot slice versus Burnley, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, In the FA Cup, I think that was yeah. uh, into the top corner. So as you yeah, say, he, he did score some lovely goals. Yeah, very good left foot. Good. Well, there you go. You you bamboozled with me this week with which number nine? Back next week. Diddly. Back next week. Back yeah. Next week for more. Good. All right. Let us know if you got it ahead of me. Um, you know, make me feel really shit about my Arsenal knowledge. Thanks very much. <laughs> right. Let's talk about the Villa Arsenal game. We played Saturday. It was a 12:30 kickoff. We lost one nil. I always say, I'm sure our Early kickoffs are crap. Our record at early kickoffs. Um, I've not found it. I'm, I want to find it and see what it is. But I, I'm pretty certain every time I've watched an early kickoff, we've not played well. Um, so I would say lost one nil. It's the first uh, time that Villa have done a league double over Arsenal since the 92-93 season. Obviously, we lost three nil earlier this season back at the Emirates, um, and we've now lost our tenth league game. Uh, of the season in just our 23rd game. The earliest that we've ever reached 10 defeats was 1983-1984 season. So uh, a double whammy. I hate it when a team mm. does a double over us. I don't know why I find it really, really insulting. Uh, and yeah, you know, 10 league defeats already. I mean, not, you, we talked about Invincibles earlier with, with Mad Jens Lehmann. You know, those sort of, uh, those sort of seasons, you'd be angry if you lost four games, wouldn't you, uh, a season? Three games a season. So to lose 10 is, well, not good, obviously. Um, have you got the starting 11 for that game? Do you want to run through that? Because obviously, there some yeah, sure. absentees. So obviously, Leno was uh, out suspended. Matt Ryan came in, um, started in goal. His first start for the club. Cedric uh, played again at left back. I'm sure we'll come on to him. Uh, Hector <laughs> Bellerin at right. Hector Bellerin played at right back. Yeah. Gabriel and Holding centre backs. Shaka party in the middle. Pepe Saka on the wide positions with Emil Smith Rowe again at the number ten spot and Lacazette up front. Uh, and your thoughts on that when you saw it? Thoughts on that? I was. Happy uh, Runison wasn't in goal. Yeah, you and the rest of the Arsenal fan base. Yeah. Uh, I thought he, he played quite well, to be honest. Um, yeah. And I felt a bit sorry for him uh, to concede after... Well, we let's get straight into it. After one minute. Yeah. Um, Lovely nothing he could do about the goal, really, was there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly that. Exactly yeah. that. Um, just remind everyone of what happened. Is it Suarez that passed back? Yeah, so uh, it was a long ball, I think, over the top, and um, Gabriel headed it to Cedric Suarez, who took a terrible, sloppy touch that was so short. Um, Villa player ran onto it. Um, I think it was. Traore. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Um, who uh, just sort of ghosted into the box and pulled it back for Ollie Watkins. Um, for me, you know, Rob Holding isn't 
blameless here either. He, mm. he was half asleep a good yard away. Um, he could have done better. And uh, it took a deflection and, and went past Matt Ryan. It did indeed. And unfortunately, he conceded a goal before he even touched the ball on his debut, yeah. which is yeah. a, an unfortunate stat. Um, but, you know, credit to him. He didn't let it get him down. Um, and he made some brilliant saves. And I thought, do you know what? If you're playing with a hip injury and this is a performing, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I thought he, was, he looked like he could be a number one goalkeeper uh, with some of those saves that he made. I'm not saying that he is because... Leno's quite clearly our, our number one, but he looked like yeah. a really solid number two. <laughs> did I he just did. say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. Yes, uh, yes. Well, that's good. That's lots of fibre in the diet, I'm sure. That's true. Um, yeah, good number, solid number two. I mean, there's, the, you know, we were after um, the guy from Brentford, David Raya, in yeah. the summer. Yeah, he he was supposed to be our number two um, to push uh, Leno for the position. But does this put a spanner in the works? Do you think this guy, if he continues to play like this, I mean, Leno will be back on at the weekend. I would have thought. But yeah, yeah. Um, well, there was rumour of us going back in for uh, David Raya in the summer, as you said. Mm. I just can't see how a player of his age, because he's not very old. Um, who's getting regular first-team football at a club that is currently, what, their second, third in the championship. I can't see how he'd want to come to the Premiership, uh, Premiership, Premier League and be willing to be an understudy. I think Matt Ryan, because he's an Arsenal fan mainly, I don't know, he, he almost looks like he's quite content in living the life of a number two goalkeeper at his, you know, his favourite club. So, it's one game. Yeah, it's one game. We'll see what happens. But there's a couple of factors in this. One, he'll be free at the end of the season, which is music to our ears, I suppose. Uh, and two, he's already got lots of Premier League experience. He's got international experience. So if he's if he performs well enough and he's good enough and he's free, it kind of feels like a bit of a no-brainer for me. Then. It, it does. And, and maybe because I, I think they were asking for over £10 million for David Ray, that that money's probably better spent elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, if you and, can get a goalkeeper of that quality yeah, for free, exactly. And also, of course, if he um, if he gets promoted with Brentford, he's not going to want to leave anyway, is he? And, no, uh, I wouldn't have thought so. No, want to sell him. So, um, so there we go. Okay, so that's that's starting lineup. We've obviously spoken about the first goal, which was one of the main incidents of the of the game. Were there any other key moments that? caught your eye during that match it kind of felt like it never really got going for us if I'm completely no, honest it was a very slow and, and sloppy bad passing all over the place and not much energy we took a while to get into it um, I felt we sort of we did grow into the game and and we did start to put kind you know I don't want to, it's hard to, to use the word pressure because they never looked like they were worried did they but no um I thought we had a really good chance, um, a three-on-two. Lacazette um, yes. gave the ball away. Yeah, I think he tried to, pass. tried to thread it through to Smith-Rowe, but Tyrone Mings was kind of in between the two players and kind yeah. of stuck a foot out and yeah. blocked it. And actually, Tyrone Mings played really well for Villa, I thought. Um, yeah, he did have a good game, yeah. Frustrating. Yeah, that, that was poor. He, he could have released that a lot earlier and... and it could have been one one 
Um, lots of fouls, lots of fouls on Saka in particular. I thought he was getting hammered. He was getting absolutely battered all over the pitch, and there was, you know, for me it was one of those games where, like I say, someone like Saka, they've clearly targeted him as the danger man, and you know, almost gone a bit old school. Leave a mark on him, and he'll know, you know, to look over his shoulder when he when he tries again with you. And I kind of felt like, here we go again, you know. We we sneeze at a player, probably not the best example given COVID, but we sneeze at a player and, and we get a yellow card. And I felt like it was getting battered and it took forever for these yellow cards to actually come out. And it's like, what is going on? What is actually going on, you know, with, with refereeing decisions? And, and I, I hate to keep talking about it. And obviously people take it to the extreme because you've heard this week, Mike Dean got, uh, a death threat for sending off Thomas Suchek in uh, the West Ham uh, who was it West Ham was it West Ham Villa game no it wasn't it was West Ham someone else I forget who uh, Fulham. Newcastle uh, Fulham sorry Fulham yeah um, so you know I'm not saying take it to that extreme because that's just uncalled for but it uh, is uncalled for just, yeah just mad just mad so yeah fr- frustrating in that respect but there was one Sacker incident in particular wasn't there that again drew the attention of the fan base of VAR and uh, and again didn't go our way. I don't know if you record it was on the halfway line or just over the halfway line. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got details on that one? Well, Saka sort of makes the most of a free ball from I think it was Hector Bellerin and looked like he was away, you know, brought down yellow card. Yellow card, and then uh, your favourite referee, <laughs> uh, was it Dermot Gallagher on, Dermot Gallagher, on the Sky the Sports panel? Yeah. As they do, as you say, after the weekend, they often do the uh, post-weekend action analysis, ref watch, is that what they call it, or something like ref that? Ref watch, yeah, that's what they call it. And apparently it's the correct decision from Dermot. Uh, do you want to know what he said? I don't yeah, think I'd love to know what he said. Yeah, I don't think Conser's challenge merited a red card because at a distance from goal, it, it wasn't. It was in the half in Villa's half. It, it, you know, it is a fair distance, but there's no one else in sight really. Yeah, I think there's a defender you know? behind the Villa defender, if that makes sense. Yeah, but he's some way off, so you can argue with his momentum, Saka would run through and, and go through on goal. Excuse me. Um, mm. So, is he denying a goal-scoring opportunity? Put it this way, as Maybe we said not. last week, if it was David Luiz or it was Xhaka and we were in that instance, yeah, you know what would happen? Yeah, we don't know, do we? But get this, to add to that, I'm not even sure it was a foul by the Aston Villa player. <laughs> oh, really, Dermot? Yeah. I think Saka actually initiates contact with Konsa. So if it had gone to VAR, it may well have been overturned in favour of the defender. I mean, I don't think so. Yeah, have a day off, Derm. Um, I I'm just, I'm getting to that point. I heard uh, quite a few people this week. I've seen, heard on the radio, and I've seen it on on social media. People are fed up with VAR. You know, it goes mm. for you, it goes against you. They say it evens itself out over the course of the season. Not sure that's true. Looking at the red card, yellow card tables, but it's it's actually ruining football for me. You know, I'm getting it to that. Me as well, it's yeah. like, oh, just I'm 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 bored of talking about it all the time. And I think I felt it, in years gone by, I was bored of talking about 
you know, the referee missed it or uh, it was offside and they, and they gave it or they didn't give it or, you know, it, the ball went over the line. All those things, you know, technology has helped in some instances, but I think I'd rather go back to that than complaining about VAR decisions. Um, it's really ruining football for me, honestly. Yeah, and, you know, touching on that Louise decision last weekend, I read the rule out, which yeah. they they pushed you know, to, to to show why he got sent off. Yeah. I don't know if you saw Man City against Liverpool at the weekend. Yeah. Um, Salah threw on goal. Ruben Diaz pulls his, I say pulls, you know, as he's got a little hold of his shirt. He goes down and under the rules, because he is through on goal. And despite John Stones coming across, he was nowhere near. It is Salah. He could easily have bent that in the top corner from there. He was in the area. It was a red card. Mm. But? But he got a yellow and a penalty. Yeah. yeah. Mad, uh, Mad. So, I mean, again, we don't want to go over old ground, but you could argue that if Louise had just tugged his shirt then, instead of actually knocking his leg by accident, he wouldn't have got sent off. It's just, you know, two weeks on the trot to have to talk about these things is... is mm too much of a coincidence it is boring it's it's you know bloody frustrating isn't it so um look that was one incident in in the villa game there was another incident in the villa game where again it didn't go our way and uh, old friend of the club um martinez emiliano emiliano we'll call him emmy emmy martinez yeah, so this is uh quite is it late into the second half yeah we're chasing the game at this point um, so this is the shirt tag, right? On yeah, gazette, yeah, yeah. Uh, from a corner. Um, both players end up on the ground. By again, they get the ref. They get the free kick, don't they? They got a free kick. Yeah. Um, do you want to know what Dermot Gallagher thought of that? Go on. What they're having a cuddle. Correct decision. I don't think this was a penalty. It's six. And two threes for me. Lacazette starts to lean into Martinez, who then takes a hold of his shirt. So you've just admitted he's got hold of his shirt. Yeah. Um, but he says it's for his balance than more than anything else and pulls him over. It looks bad because they go to ground, almost as if Martinez pulled Lacazette down. You just said he has. Yeah. But Lacazette is equally guilty of pushing him down. I didn't see any hands no. on, on Martinez from Lacazette. Um he was standing his ground and he got pulled over. A defensive free kick is the best outcome because something has to be done with the goalkeeper on the floor, he said. <laughs> it's just it's just ludicrous. It is absolutely ludicrous. Um, and it's not just Arsenal fans that can look at an incident in an Arsenal game. It, yeah. All football fans are saying, you know, they're all agreeing that some of these decisions are just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, but again, if that, but but again, and again, not to go over old ground, but if we didn't have VAR and that decision had been given, you know, you might argue, well, the referee can only see what he sees, the keeper's on the ground, he's finally done something. We've got VAR, we've got people in a studio with cameras and replays and can see the t- the shirt tugging. So what is what is going on? Why are you not looking at that? You know, it, oh. it's just a joke. It's 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 just ruined it um, um 
but look, those two decisions. Any positives from the game? Well, if, if we look past uh, past yeah, all that stuff, only finished one nil is the positive. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. Um, look, let me go through the, much of the team and let you know what I think personally, mate. I thought Hector Bellerin had another shit game, and I know you have a very different view on that because we we exchanged messages uh, over the uh, at the end of the game. I just think he's he's just not the same player, and I think I tell you what I think. I see Kieran Tierney on the left, and I'm like, that guy influences games at the front and at the back. We need to mirror that on the other side. Hector Bellerin isn't even 25% of that for me. Yeah, like I say, I love the guy. I love everything he stands for. He was captain. Is he captain material? Are people looking at him going, you're a leader. Come on, what do you think? I'm not sure they do. So, I don't know. For me, Bellerin didn't have a great game. Suarez didn't have a great game. And I think maybe some of his... Um, some of his right-footedness, albeit he's playing in the wrong position, so we have to take that into consideration. But the fact that he has to cut in onto his right foot every time mm. makes him quite obvious on the left. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. as soon as uh, we get Kieran Tierney back, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Holding didn't have his, his greatest game, but I, I don't understand some of the slating that he's got over uh, over one game. People say, no. hey, he's always rubbish. Well, he's not always rubbish, is he? You know? Gabriel was obviously finding his way back into the team, but again, looks slow and sluggish and looks like he's been out of the, the team for a while. He does, yeah. He um, does. He looks well off the pace. Um, but the only way he's going to get that back is through games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a settled partner. So my, my first choice is him and Holding, personally. Um, mm. But we'll we'll see what comes of that. Um, Saka, I thought, was probably our best player on the basis that he tried to make things happen and he just kept getting fouled, but it wasn't for a want of trying. He even played at left back, didn't he, at one point when we switched the tactics around. Uh, yeah. And even in, at left back, he, you know, when he got forward and supported um, the, the forward players. Pepe, yeah, in he particular. Had, yeah, who he, I thought I thought was okay again, um, just lacking that final pass or, or yeah. There were one strike. or two instances, one in particular where he was on the left side and cutting onto his right. And Lacazette was kind of open, but he tried to make it all happen himself and mm. was very Pepe in that respect. But again, made things happen, didn't he? Made things happen. Um, in the middle, Xhaka and Party were okay. Party again, quite sloppy with some of his passing. Probably held onto the ball a bit too long on one or, one or two occasions. But overall, he was he was he was all right. Uh, worryingly, went off injured um, again with a. Slight hamstring, I think it was. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, this this could be an issue going forward. Well, yeah, I see again a number of people asking what the hell were they feeding him at <laughs> Atletico Madrid because he never got injured and now he's coming to Arsenal. He's been injured out. Mm. Oh, sorry, he's been out injured more than he's actually played, isn't he? Um, and then Smith Rowe and Lacazette. Uh, Smith Rowe looked tired, if I'm honest. Uh, yeah. Needs oh, a, I needs thought, break. well, you thought Martin Odegaard would come in, didn't you? I think, yeah, um, start this game, yeah. Uh, but he came on in the 65th minute and he looked lively, he oh, did, he did. He probably had our best chance though, and yeah, shot over, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he could be one that starts at the weekend against Leeds, yeah, I think so. Uh, just to give us something different, to give Emil Smith a rest. Um, and Lacazette was the other who looked a bit 
kind of disjointed. You know, kept coming too deep. I know he likes to come deep, but kept coming too deep to get the ball. And maybe that was yeah. just indicative of the way we were playing. Um, or you'd go too far over to the side and then there was no one in the middle. And it's like, well, we need someone in the middle. Um, and then just to touch on the other two subs, Willian came on. Again, he, he was all right. I thought he was awful. He, I actually, for the first time, made me shout at him at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Naughty boy. He's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. When I say he's done all right, I think I've just become accustomed to the way that he plays. That's a William performance, fine. The I big just, word, go on. I, I, I can handle someone, like, things not going right for him, but just look bothered. Yeah. Look like you're trying. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And and I think the biggest worry for me was the other substitute, which is a Bamiyang. Bamiyang, yeah. There was a point where I thought, he did come on, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Because he was so... He was non-existent. Yeah, honest to God, I forgot that substitution even happened, which is which is a worry. So, look, another awful performance and um, uh, what's that, our second defeat in a row now after our nice little run that we, we'd gone on. We've lost two in a row and they don't come yeah. any easier because obviously we've got Leeds next, haven't we, which we'll, we'll look ahead to in, in just a minute. No, uh, that's only one point in three as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, funnily enough, we got some listener questions, which is always nice. Um, but I will say this, uh, and this is from this is good work from at Orbino. Great, great stat account. Go follow them. Arsenal failed to score in nine Premier League matches this season. Only the bottom four have fired more blanks than the Gunners. Mm. Uh, something needs to be done in the summer. Let's just say that. Um, because you know we're not scoring enough goals. I think if we, I think we're creating enough, ish, but um, not enough being done. Definitely not. Um, right, let's look at these questions that we've had. If I can find them, uh, da, 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 he says, we've had, "Here we go. Here we go. We've got a few questions in." So first one, I love this guy's name. He always gets into it. Sham Allardyce, which is great. Uh, who's at Dope Gooner. He says, if Party and Tierney are available for Leeds, should they play then, or should they be rested for Benfica, which is the following game? Thoughts on that? Sorry, mate. Uh, you cut out there. Can you just oh, say that I? again? Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I said it was from Sham Allardyce, who's at Dope Gooner. And he says, if Party and Tierney are available for Leeds... Should they play that game or should they be rested for the Benfica match, which is the following Thursday, I believe? Uh, yeah, I would probably rest them for the Benfica game. Yeah. Maybe give Kieran Tierney, if he is fit, 60 minutes or a cameo um, coming off the bench. I certainly wouldn't play Thomas Party against no. Leeds. No, not if he's gone. I off. doubt he's, he's even available. Yeah. Um, you? I, I'm the same. I, and I was just going to ask, do you think we're getting to that stage where we, we've lost two in a row, we're falling behind, you know, touch wood, and I hope this, these aren't famous last words, but I don't think we're going to get relegated. So does it become a point where your eggs kind of go into one basket firmly and that one be in the Europa League, albeit you've got some really tough teams to play there? I think so. It's an important 
it's you know it's turned into an important competition for us, hasn't it? And, yeah. You know, it's not the most glamorous of of cup things, but you've you've got to, you've got to, they're important games. You got to win those games, and it's a big one against Benfica. Yeah. Um, I think you got you got to put your strongest side out and get as far as possible. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're yeah. right. And, um, uh, I think Leeds Leeds is a is a tough game, but it's a winnable game. It is. As long as they, be... they turn up with the right mentality and, and they um, create chances and take chances. Yeah. They're flying high off the back of that victory against Crystal Palace. Leeds are. Uh, they look a good team, you know, when they're on on form and they all click. They're looking like a very good team. So, yeah. you know, it really depends what Arsenal team turns up doesn't it you know which one um so time will tell but yeah i think i'm with you i think we're heading towards look we're gonna have to start doing something in the europa league to get any credibility out of this season because i can't even see us sneaking into um you know european places in uh in you know through a league position so yeah that's that one thanks uh sham allardyce uh next one's from friend of the show scott borg who's at sm underscore borg uh who also one of three hosts from the it's a football thing podcast at ift podcast au on twitter go follow them and go check out their podcast three good guys talking football uh scott says all right lads plenty of arteta talk coming after two back-to-back defeats my question is what would be the minimum expectation for arteta with the remaining half of the season is he untouchable regardless of outcome? What do you think? Uh, I think well, he probably is, don't you? Untouchable? Yeah. Yeah, I think to some degree. I mean, if we lost every single game between now and the end of the season, I'm sure some would be done. But I can't see that happening. Um, and I think there's an appreciation that this is a longer-term project. Yeah. You know? So, I agree. Um, I think he needs to be backed in the summer uh, as much as possible. And if he is, I would probably say after that, you know, if he's not achieving what he needs to, then then definitely, yeah. Yeah. Then then, then questions definitely need to be asked. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. Totally agree. Because ultimately it'd have gone through, what, best part of three, four transfer windows you know, shipped players out, got players in that he wants. Now it's your team. Now it's your squad. What can you do with it? Um, and and the, the first part to that question was, what's the minimum expectation from Arteta or for Arteta with the remaining half of the season? Mm. Well, it, I guess to get back into Europe. What is the minimum expectation? I would say so. Yeah. For me personally, I think he's that's something that, that we should be doing, even without squad. It's going to be tough, but you've got to push for it. What finish seventh or, or win the Europa? Yeah, at least get to the final. <laughs> and it's, not lose. It's a tall order, but yeah, I think I think it's possible if Aubameyang starts scoring. We know he's capable of getting twenty odd goals a season, but he, you know he's got to start scoring soon. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Needs to wake up. Needs to, uh, you know, needs to make it happen, doesn't he? Uh, right. Thanks for that, Scott. 
Next question from Van Guna, who's at Van Guna one. He or she says, how many points do you see us picking up from the next six league games, which are Leeds, who we've spoken about, Man City, Leicester, Burnley, Spurs, West Ham. That's a tough run. Leeds, Man City, Leicester, Burnley, Spurs, West Ham. How many points can you see us getting from that? Did he just doing some quick maths with his fingers? For those yeah, who can't it's not see. very quick. So what's the maximum points? Six games, is it? Times three. Yeah. yeah 18. Yeah. Uh, I think it's got to be north of 10. What minimum. we can get. You can see yeah. Uh, yeah. That's ambitious. <laughs> is it? Well, I don't know. I don't it's three it wins is. and a draw, isn't it? But Leeds, we can beat them, but will we? Yeah. I, think, I think we'll probably draw personally. Man City, well, they're running away with it. Leicester. Again, Burnley. you know, Leicester, uh, they've lost some games to, to some average teams, I think. Yeah, I think the problem is we're below average. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, point taken. Point taken. Um, all right, well, we'll see what Submit. happens. Yeah, maybe a draw there. Yeah. You know. West Ham, almost... I think, again, is winnable. Yeah. Spurs yeah. is a derby, so that's winnable. Yeah. And Burnley, we should be beating. Burnley, we should, yeah, we should be beating them. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that, Vanguna. Uh, and last but not least, uh, at Arsenal Presser, another great Twitter account. Go follow them, Arsenal Presser. When Tierney eventually returns, do you think Cedric should get a run out at right back? Now, this plays into the question we spoke of, well, the, the conversation we were having earlier about... Yeah, well, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> does Bellerin deserve to be uh, you know, starting right back or should Cedric get a run of games? What are your thoughts? Um, well, Cedric's looked all right, but, you know, he did make that mistake at the weekend. I personally didn't think Hector had a bad game. I didn't think he was brilliant, but I don't think he did anything particularly wrong in in the game. Uh, I thought he was asked to do quite a lot. Um, He seemed to be uh, sort of almost uh, drifting into central midfield as well at at certain points. Um, And I don't think that's something that Cedric can offer. Yeah, Okay. Fair comment. Each of their own. Yeah. But personally, I think he, he should, whether it's a rest or whether it's uh, to rile him up for a bit of competition in places, I personally think Cedric should get a run of games. And I think Cedric's biggest quality over um, Bellerin is, I think Bellerin's being told to run inside, if I'm honest, because he does it so often. But I think plenty of times, certainly during this game, you could see that he'd pass it to Pepe, better in this is, and then he just sort of stands still. Pepe's like, where's the, where's the overlap? I need to pass it to someone. Um, whereas I think Cedric does that a bit more freely. You know, it's more in his makeup. I don't know, because we've seen Bellerin do it too, but he's just, for me, not not of late. So yeah, I, I'm a yes. Uh, and did Lisa know? But, you know, let us know at Arsenal Presser what you think. It'd be interesting to get someone else's um, someone else's opinion. But I'm just a Hector fanboy, so... You are. You are. That's true. Have you bought any H&M clothes yet, by the way? (laughs) 
I don't think it's been released yet, mate. Oh, okay. Well, if anyone knows, you will. Uh, <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. Uh, and thanks for those questions. Really appreciate it. At Blast Arsenal Pod, if you ever want to send any questions to us, uh, do so via Twitter and Instagram. Okay, let's look ahead. We've got Arsenal leads at the weekend. We've obviously briefly touched on it. It's Sunday, 4.30, uh, a good seven days of rest or training or whatever between the Villa game that we've just lost and the upcoming Leeds game. I think that's going to give us time to see who's back from, from injuries, you know, who is fit to play, but maybe time to actually spend on the training ground, you know, uh, Arteta and, and the players to... I guess, really firm up a game plan against Leeds. Um, how are you feeling about this? I know you just sort of said in your little uh, sort of little uh, prediction of, of points from those six games that were just mentioned. You you think they're beatable. Thoughts? Obviously, we drew 0-0 earlier this season, which personally we I think we should have lost. We, we hung on by the skin of our teeth. I don't know if you remember it. Um, yeah, we were playing very badly at the time, though. Um, yeah. Whereas now yeah, we, we were lost two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> we were lucky to, <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> fair point. But at least we're we're creating chances now. You know, it's not all doom. It's not all doom and gloom. It's not. I'm just a sarcastic. Um, it's not amazing to watch, but you know, it is better. And I think, uh, yeah, I always think we have a chance in any game. Yeah, but you know, Aubameyang needs to start shifting cobwebs off and and look lively. I know he's got some personal stuff going on. If he's not up to it, then maybe he shouldn't be in the squad. You know, but he is and he's around and you know he's he's got to start producing. Where that's through the middle. Yeah, this is this is the question. You know, I. Mate, all season we've been going, they plays better on the left. He plays better in the middle. He plays better on the left. And I don't think we know, much like other Arsenal fans, and probably like Arteta, where the hell do you put this guy? I just don't think it works for Arteta playing him down the middle. I just yeah. don't think he can do what, what he's asked of. I think it might work against Leeds, playing him down the middle, on the basis that Leeds are a very much counter-attacking team. Yeah. So they're not going to sit at the back, part of the bus, all that stuff. Uh, uh, and, you know, he is a on-the-last-man kind of player. He's not one that's going to dribble past somebody with skill or brush him off with power and strength. So it could work, but... They, they leave themselves very exposed at the back. Yeah. And uh, I think we're in a place at the moment where we're playing that despite those two losses, we look good against Wolves I thought um, probably bar that penalty we were probably it was probably the best half of football we played this season yeah first half we were brilliant yeah and you know I just think that if we come out and we play that well and take advantage of the spaces that that Leeds will give us yeah you know it could well. It's a good opportunity. And also we've got, um, you know, if that is the case where we do want to try and hit them on the counter attack with pace, we've obviously got Saka, but we've got Pepe who's, who's sort of coming into a bit of form. We've got Martinelli mm. to come back, who is, is all pace as well. Um, you know, it could be a really interesting, exciting game. 
certainly for the neutral, but I think it might be a, a nail biter for Arsenal fans if it is end to end. But you know, the good news is we'll have Leno back, and um, who knows? I've, I, I hear the Kieran Tierney thing isn't a serious injury, um, so you know, like you said, maybe he'll come back, maybe he'll play 60 minutes or so, maybe he'll have a cameo. So there are some positives that that could put us into a good position to you know win the game or certainly be be challenging for it. So yeah. We'll see. I won't, I won't ask for a prediction because it all very much depends on who starts, doesn't it? Yeah, prediction. Okay, if you don't... Well, I, mean, if I, don't, got... I, don't uh, I don't think it'll be a nil-nil. That's what I'll say. Okay. There you go. You've heard it from Diddley. Get your bets on both teams to score. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do think there'll be a goal. goal yes. Yeah. yeah, goals galore. Getting on it. Good. All right. Well, we've got that this Sunday and then the following Thursday. We won't go into too much detail on it now because uh, obviously we could talk about it on Monday's podcast. Um, but Arsenal played Benfica, the first leg of the round of 32 in the Europa League. Kickoff at 8 p.m. And because of COVID, that first leg is going to be played in Rome because Portugal are on the UK's red list for COVID, which means that um, you know we, we can't play there. And the second leg has also been confirmed. Um, strangely, not going to be played in Rome. The second leg is going to be played at the Olympiakos Stadium in Athens. So at least we'll have one Arsenal fan there in Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's going to be neutral grounds for both. Uh, you know, quick one on Benfica. They're fourth in the Portuguese Primera Liga at the moment. They scored 30 goals. They conceded 16. So, you know, let's be honest. It's a poor league there's every chance we can do them over and, and get through to the next the next round. But as I say, we won't go into too much detail on that now because we can sort of delve into it in a bit more detail um, in, in the next next week's podcast episode. Uh, look, a very frustrating two weeks for, for us as Arsenal fans, but there's lots to look forward to and, and we've got to look beyond this season, haven't we? Yeah, we have this, like you say, it's long term. Um, it's, it's, it was always going to get a little bit worse before it would get better. Yeah. Hopefully, we're on an upward trajectory. Yeah. And uh, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I think what's happened to us is what happened to United and uh, uh, and when Ferguson left, and they went through a lot of pain. But look they at went them now. for a lot of managers as well. And they did, yeah, exactly. And I'm not sure that worked well for them because there was a different philosophy of football, a different transfer strategy for the players they each wanted, etc., etc. You know, I think we've got some stability there with Arteta. And I guess my advice to anyone that's still on the fence or, or is Arteta out, wait until the new season. Wait for the transfer window to be completed. And then we 100% hold them accountable to, you know, what 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 happens in terms of the football we're playing, the chances we're creating, the goals that we're scoring and conceding, and, you know, where we fare in the league and the cups. That's my opinion, personally speaking. Obviously, each, each to their own, but I sense you of the same viewpoint. Diddly. I agree. I agree. Good. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up uh, this episode of Blast from the Arsenal. Diddly, one more time, where can they find us on social media? Uh Blast Arsenal pod. Indeed. And uh, as we said before, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode when a new one comes out. You get a nice little notification saying, Angelo and Diddley are ready to talk to you. Um, 
And we do need to nail this live show. We said we were going to do it as an after show to like a match reaction to one of the uh, one of the upcoming games, didn't we? Mm. Um, have a think about that and let me know. I was going to say we could do it on the Leeds game, but that is Valentine's Day, and I don't know what you're up to. So I, I, wanna, I wouldn't want to get you in trouble with the wife on Valentine's Day because you're speaking to Arsenal fan base. And hey, who knows what the Arsenal fan base is going to be up to that night too. Um, so yeah, in the upcoming weeks, we'll definitely be doing one, won't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we will nail that nail that down. Let's talk about it after we uh, we leave now. After we leave, all right, we'll we'll firm up a date, we'll do it, and then we'll give lots of advance warning so that you can put it into your diary and then uh, interact with us on various forms of social media where you'll see us talking to you about football. Lovely, right. That's the end. Have a good one. Stay safe. Keep positive. Trust the process and any other slogans you can fit into the end of this show. And we will speak to you next week. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Bye-bye. Seamless. See you later. Bye. Arsenal.